Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Welcome to our broadcast today. I'm so pleased that you've joined us, and I believe, praise God, as you listen to the Word today, you're going to get some new insight, new revelation, and it's going to be a blessing to your life. We're continuing our study on Show Me Your Glory. It's the Word that the Lord gave me for 2018. I've encouraged people all over the world this year to dare to believe God, to experience His glory in their lives throughout this year and beyond. Now, once again, we talked about the glory of God is a manifestation of the presence of God, a manifestation of the power of God, and a manifestation of the goodness of God. And listen, if you can experience His presence, His power, and His goodness, then you're going to come out a winner. You are not going to be defeated by your adversary. You are going to come out a winner. Let me read a scripture to you, and then I want to tell you about our broadcast today. In Psalm 27, verse 13, David makes this statement, I had fainted, I would have fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Notice he's saying that if I did not believe that I was going to see the goodness of God, then I would have given up. I want to encourage you right now, don't give up, because the goodness of God is waiting on the other side of this test and trial you may be going through. Now, I was teaching this in our church right here in Crowley, Texas, a few days ago, and uh, I'm going to take you into that service, and I believe, praise God, you're going to receive some great insight into how that you can experience the glory of God. Watch now, and then at the end, I'll be back with some closing remarks. Well, I'm excited about the lesson today. I'm excited about the message. I've got a lot to cover. So look at your neighbor and say, pay close attention and take notes. Now, all of you know by now, that my instructions from the Holy Spirit pertaining to 2018 were to encourage everyone everywhere I go. And I have been around the world just since the month of January of this year to tell everyone to keep on their lips and in their prayers these words, Lord, show me your glory. So let's say it right now. Lord, Lord show, me your glory. show me your glory. Now, last week I was watching Justin uh, my time zones were different, so I got to watch Justin preach before I went into my service. And uh, I heard him say that he's not only saying, Lord, show me your glory, but he added, and Lord, I'm seeing your glory. Praise God. Amen. So let's say that. Lord, show me your glory. And I am seeing your glory. That's a statement of faith. Praise God. Amen. So once again, we've been talking about the Lord showing us his glory. Now, we have learned that the glory of God consists of three major components. Number one, it's a manifestation of the presence of God. Number two, it is a manifestation of the power of God. And then number three, it is a manifestation of the goodness of God. Now, Psalm 9.3 says, and we've learned this, that when the, when the presence of God comes on the scene, Psalm 9.3 says, when my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. So I like to say it this way. When the presence of God is on the scene, every attack of the adversary will cease. Every assignment on your life from the adversary will be broken, praise God, when you stand in the presence of God. Can you say amen? amen. The book of Acts says in chapter three that there is a refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. Yes. You know, many people come to church and they're worn out from the week 
activities. They're worn out from uh, the, the attacks that they've experienced. They're, they're under pressure. And, and one of the ways that you experience the presence of God and a ref, uh, one of the ways you experience a refreshing is to be in the presence of God. Yes. Hallelujah. It, in, in the Amplified Bible in Acts chapter 3, about 19 through 21, it says that it, you will recover from the effects of heat. Yes. Amen. Yes. Recover from the effects of being in the fiery furnace. Yes. Amen. And so it's important that we understand that there are biblical ways of getting in the presence of God. It's not mystical. It's not difficult. It's not hard. It does take a decision. Amen. It does require a decision for you to do so. That's the reason so many times you find and David had a revelation of praise and worship perhaps better than anybody in the Bible. And many times you will find him starting off with, I will praise the Lord. I will magnify his name. I will. Notice that's an act of his will. Amen. So you can be in the presence of God just as often as you want to be. And it doesn't take a whole church at the same time to get there. I get in the presence of God all by myself. I've been in the presence of God this morning, praise God. Hallelujah. So it's important that we understand that we have access to the presence of God. Amen. Don't be looking for a cloud. Don't be looking for smoke. So don't go around saying, well, I guess I never got in the presence. I didn't see any lightning bolts. <clears throat> now you can be in the presence of God all by yourself. You can be in the presence of God on your way home in your car. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can be in God's presence and that's one of the manifestations of the glory of God. And so once again, he says in Psalm 9, verse 3, when mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. And then verse 4 from the message translation says, and David speaking to God, he said, you took over and set everything right. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? God took over. When you're in his presence, he takes over. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, when you're in the presence of God, then God takes over and makes everything right. I think you ought to give him praise for that right now. <clears throat> Amen. So how many of you'd like for God to take over right now? <clears throat> Obviously, we all would. Now, we've also learned that a manifestation of his power is part of the glory of God. And we've learned from Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, that God makes it very clear that nothing is too hard for him. He asked Sarah when he said to Abraham and Sarah that you will have a son, you will have a child, and from this child will come a mighty nation. And Sarah laughed because it was impossible for her to bear a child. It was impossible for her to conceive. So she laughed. And the Lord said, why did you laugh? And then he said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? In the little Hebrew, it's El Shaddai. Nothing is too hard for El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the God in whom nothing is impossible. 
And that's our God. Can you say amen? So in a manifestation of the power of God, then what seems to be impossible becomes possible. Can you say amen? And finally, we've learned that a manifestation of God's goodness is also part of being and experiencing the glory of God. David once declared in Psalm 65, 11, thou crownest the year with thy goodness and thy paths drop fatness. Notice he said, you crowned my year with your goodness. That's what I'm believing my year will be like, praise God. My year has already begun that way. How I many of you can say it's already begun, praise God. And notice he said, you have crowned the year with your goodness and your paths drop fatness. And fatness here in the literal Hebrew means prosperity and abundance. So everywhere God walks, prosperity and abundance is dropped there. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So once again, the presence of God, the power of God, and the goodness of God. That's what makes up the glory of God. Now, I want to share something with you today that the Lord impressed upon me that, uh, and, it, and it all began with some conversations I've had with some people over the last couple of months, and, and especially many ministers, pastors where I've preached. And the question has been this, Brother Jerry, why haven't I seen my harvest? I'm a sower. Why haven't I seen my harvest? Well, that's the question that a lot of people want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Why haven't I seen my harvest? Now, if you're not a sower, then I'm not even talking to you. Because <clears throat> the only way you can expect a harvest is to become a sower. Say, sower. A sower in the Bible is one who practices sowing lives to give. We're not talking about somebody who gives an offering occasionally. We're not talking about a one-time tither. We're not talking about somebody who helps somebody else one time. We're talking about consistent sowing. We're talking about uh, habitual sowing. We're talking about you wake up in the morning asking God where you can sow seed. Amen. Amen. Asking God, show me where I can be a blessing today. And sowing doesn't always, uh, it's not always limited to money. Sometimes just a kind word, just a pat on the back, just a helping hand, you know, a listening ear to someone, you know, that's sowing. The Bible makes it clear that, that uh, uh, there are many ways to sow. Our words are seeds. Our thoughts are seeds. Our actions are seeds. So there's many ways to sow. But we're talking about, in particular this morning, about financial seed. Because the Bible does teach particularly from the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and in Galatians chapter 6, that money, finances are a form of seed. Amen. How many of you 
have seen that from the word and you understand that. All right, now, the question is, if you're a sower, then why aren't you reaping? To not reap from seeds you've sown is a violation of spiritual law. Because Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says, as long as the earth remains, last time I checked, the earth was still here. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Can you say amen? amen. Now, here lately, that, that verse also includes summer and winter, hot and cold, and so forth. So if you don't like the heat, stick around, cold's coming. That's what you got to look forward to, hallelujah. While you're sweating like a Missouri mule, as Jesse says. <laughs> Because as long as the earth remains hot and cold, heat and cold, summer and winter, they're coming. Amen. 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 But don't exclude seed time and harvest. Amen. Next time you wake up and uh, it's 90 degrees already outside and they're forecasting reaching 112, just think. Hallelujah. Seed time and harvest. Boy, it's hot today, but seed time and harvest. And come this winter when there's snow on the ground and ice and you're sliding everywhere, just think, whoo, seed time and harvest. Because it shall not cease. Can you say amen? So for you to be a sower. Now, when Jesus taught about sowing, particularly in Mark chapter four on the sower soweth the, the word. The Amplified Bible in Mark four, three says, a sower went out to sow. That's what sowers do. That's right. Amen. Amen, that's what sowers do. They go out to sow. So if you are a sower, then you've got sowing on your mind all the time. I'm gonna try this side of the auditorium. If you are a sower, then you've got sowing on your mind all the time. Because <clears throat> sowers, that's what they do. They go out to sow. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have to preach several sermons a year about tithing. One should work. Amen. Once again, Genesis 8, 22 says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Galatians 6, 7 says, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says that if we sow liberally, we will reap liberally. Now, once again, I'm not reading 1 Jerry, I'm reading the Bible. Amen? If, if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow generously or liberally, God promises. God promises. Say God promises. God promises you will reap liberally. Amen. Amen. Now, if I'm not reaping liberally and I am sowing liberal seed, that is a violation of spiritual law. Yeah. 
Can you say amen? amen? Now, Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, there's God's promise. We shall reap. Everybody say, we shall reap. Now, the Bible does say in due season, but it does promise a harvest. So if you've been going year after year after year and not seeing your harvest, uh, what happened to due season? My, my grandfather never planted corn and then years later he finally reaped a harvest. He got a harvest every year. A harvest every year. A harvest every year. There is a due season. Amen. We should, we should have testimonies of harvest every year. Can you say amen? You may not get all of your harvest in the same year. But if you're a sower, you've got seed going everywhere. You're scattering seed everywhere. And the Bible says in Proverbs 11, he that scatters seed increaseth. Amen. So there should be some evidence of a harvest. All right, now listen to this. I'm a sower. Carolyn's a sower. Jerry Savelle Ministries International is a sower. Heritage of Faith Christian Center is a sower. We sow here. Amen. We're in the business of sowing. We don't keep everything that comes into this ministry. We don't keep everything that comes into this church. We're sowers. We're looking for opportunities to sow. Now, that's not to mean that we're stupid and easily taken advantage of. I just thought I might bring that up. Bring me that. I'm sorry for this pitiful looking apple, but it's the only one I could find at home. That apple has seeds. Would you agree? You can count the number of seeds that are in this apple, but it's impossible to count the number of apples that are in those seeds. Slice it open there, Tony, and see if you can count the number of seeds. I will tell you in advance, there's somewhere between five and 10 seeds in that apple. On the average, five seeds, sometimes six, eight seeds, usually not more than 10. So if you cut that apple open, you're going to find about anywhere from five to 10 seeds, but probably closer to five. That's the average. For one apple seed to produce one apple is unnatural. Can you say amen? amen? For one apple seed to produce one apple is unnatural. That violates the laws of nature. It violates the laws of God. Because God is the one who established seed time and harvest. Amen. So let's say that that seed, can you hand me one of those seeds? There's two of them. Let's say that 
that seed, this is good, just one. Can everybody see that one seed? Yes. Let's say that that one seed planted produces 10 apples. They say, and I did some research on this, they say that it's potentially 300 apples on a tree in a, in a season of harvesting, that you would get at least 300 apples off of a tree. Now follow this. Apples vary in number of seeds they contain, generally four to 10 seeds. Let's say that the average apple contains five seeds and one apple tree can produce 300 apples in a growing season. From this, approximately 1,500 seeds comes. From those 300 apples, now we're looking at 1,500 seeds. Those 1,500 seeds potentially will produce 450,000 apples. And from those 450,000 apples, another 2,250,000 seeds. Now, from those 2,250,000 seeds, I can't count that far. <laughs> Did you get my point? Yes. Don't tell me, and people have tried to, and some well-known preachers have tried to, you can't expect a hundredfold. Your mama. <laughs> <clears throat> I can expect whatever my faith is capable of believing in. Now, if you can't believe for a hundredfold, no problem. Can you believe God will match you dollar for dollar? <laughs> Let's just start at the lowest level. Can you believe that God can match you dollar for dollar? What about just tenfold? That's the kind of harvest, potential harvest that's available. Whether I tap into it or not. Whether I only believe for God matching me dollar for dollar, or if I have the faith to believe that he will, match, uh, he will multiply my seed 10 times. And that's as high as my faith could go. Praise God. That's not bad. Amen. But don't tell me that I'm not entitled to a harvest. <clears throat> Amen. What would it be like if the glory of God was manifested in your life? Scripture gives us many examples of God's glory being revealed and changing impossible situations. Sadly, many Christians today are unaware of this miraculous power. In his new eye-opening resource, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savelle reveals the biblical principles to experiencing the manifested glory of God in your life. This is your opportunity. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the all-inclusive book and six-CD teaching, Show Me Your Glory. 
In this prophetic teaching, you'll discover the three characteristics of the glory, the prerequisites for experiencing the glory, and how the glory will cause you to walk in victory and triumph. Don't delay. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy of this special resource today. Now I want to encourage you to join with me again next week. We're going to continue this study, take you back into that live service right here in our church at Heritage of Faith, Crowley, Texas. By the way, if you're ever in our area, we invite you to come and join us. I believe you'll be uh, impacted by the Word, and you'll enjoy the fellowship of those of like precious faith. Before I close, I want to share some testimonies with you today. You know, I always love reading the testimonies of people that write in and they watch our broadcast. It's such a joy. It's such an honor to know that we're helping people. And I believe, praise God, we're helping many of you that haven't communicated with us yet, but I just know that you're being helped and you're learning things from the messages that you're watching. And uh, I want to encourage you to just take a few moments and write to us. Let us know you're enjoying the broadcast. Let us know you're enjoying the teaching. And praise God, if the Lord lays upon your heart, I'd like to invite you to become a partner with us. A partner is someone who sows into this ministry on a consistent basis. That's how we continue to expand and enlarge and reach out and touch more lives. Now, here's a, a, a lady by the name of Josephine. And she gave this testimony in May of 2018, just a short time ago. She said, I sowed $100 seed or a $100 seed into your ministry, believing for a new automobile. After seeing the broadcast calling in your harvest, I had revelation to bind the devil from the operation against my harvest. And I called it in just as you taught on your broadcast on June the 2nd. 2018, and that was just a month later. She said, I was blessed with a brand new 2018 Honda. I have been rejoicing, sharing my testimony with everyone that will hear it, and I'm teaching others how to sow seed and believe for their harvest. Praise God. Josephine, I rejoice with you. What a great testimony. And uh, God is good at showing His goodness. That's what He does. He wants to show us His goodness his presence, and His power. That's what the glory of God is all about. Here's another testimony from Daniel and Kim. It says, I just wanted to say thank you for your continued encouragement of not quitting. You know, we taught that on some broadcasts just a short time ago. We spent about a month on that, and I've been getting reports. In fact, uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland told me just recently, he said, man, I've been enjoying watching you teach on Don't Quit on your broadcast. And that really blessed me, praise God. And I know that many of you uh, that watched it, it spoke volumes to you, and you've made a determination that quitting is no longer an option. So here's uh, Daniel and Kim. They said, we've uh, enjoyed the continuing, continued encouragement of not quitting. Whenever I need to be encouraged not to quit, I turn on Jerry's podcast because I know he will say something about don't quit, even though I know it, but it's always good to hear it again. So I just wanted to thank you for your uncompromising stand on the Word and teaching us don't quit. Blessings to you and all of you at JSMI. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel and Kim. And we appreciate you watching and thank you for your encouraging words. Now, let me remind you before we leave the air, our special offer, Show Me Your Glory. This is a brand new book. And then also right along with it, six CDs 
on Show Me Your Glory. I'm telling you, you get this in your home, you begin to read it, begin to listen to it, your life is going to change, and it's going to change for the good because you're going to learn how to experience more and more of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. Thank you once again for joining me today. I look forward to sharing with you next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.